Welcome to Blast Beats and Bicycles, the quarantine editions. Excited to have Micah Devereaux from Ageless Warrior and Sentient Machine on the show with me today. Micah, welcome back to the show. Uh, thanks for having me, dude. Yeah, it's great to great to have you back, quote unquote, in the studio. Uh, you've got a couple of new things out on both the Ageless Warrior and the Sentient Machine front, and I'm excited to dive into both of those. Uh, you know, so why don't we just jump right in and, and we're going to throw the void by Ageless Warrior onto the proverbial needle.
That was The Void by Ageless Warrior, and we are talking with Micah Devereaux from Ageless Warrior today. Uh, Micah, tell us a little bit about the inspiration for that new song. Uh, well, the inspiration for that song, um, I don't know about inspiration per se. Uh, when, when I finished writing it, I kind of thought, oh, this is kind of like our Don't Fear the Reaper in a way. Um mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, you know, it's just a song about, you know, coming to terms with uh, your ultimate destination and where that goes from there, like the mystery of it, the intrigue, you know, I, I think it was in Peter Pan where they said dying would be the greatest adventure because, you know, right. nobody really knows, nobody really knows what's on the other side, you know? And, and you, you've announced that uh, this is the first song out from your new album, Unifier. I'm curious to know how things are progressing with the album overall. It's been really difficult since uh, COVID and all the things that had been happening uh, really uh, made things difficult to put this album out there. Uh, we've had a, a lot of bumps and hiccups and then the, the bassist is in Seattle right now, uh, so it's hard to get tracks from him. Uh, so it's a, been a very slow process, which, you know, we'd like to have it out sooner than later. But at the same time, it does give us more time to fine tune things and smooth it out even more. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other songs uh, in the can that might be coming out sometime soon? Yeah, I've been working on a couple. Great. Any uh, any thoughts about when we when those might see the light of day? Uh, I imagine in the coming months for sure. Mm-hmm. Great. You uh, you've obviously been a little while since you you all put out a new uh, a new record. Defy the Ages was a little while ago, and eighty four seventy two came out as a single. Um, more recently, what's the writing process been like for this new record for Unifier? Um, you know, you talked a little bit about some of the geographic challenges you've faced. Well, uh, another thing that's different is the first album was just, uh, at the time it was just me and Jeff. Mm-hmm. So I was primary songwriter and Jeff would write the bass, um, and help out with stuff. So this is next time around now that we have a full band, it's going to be more of a, it, it's been more of a collaborative effort, um, you know, the other guitarists have contributed uh, solos or or even had written whole songs. Uh, so there's a lot more uh, input from other people, uh, which makes it a much fuller and, and longer album. That's great. And and have has everyone been uh, involved in writing these new songs? Is, is Are they all going to be completely brand new songs? Or are some of them things that may have been around for a little while that you've been playing with? Uh, they're all completely brand new. Uh, we should have about an hour's worth of uh, audio when this thing is all said and done. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. And, and as you are building these new songs, what do, would you say is the legacy of Defy the Ages? You know, you talked about more collaboration from the other guys in the band, uh, but how would you say musically the, this new record is going to build on what you built with Defy the Ages? Well, it's definitely, uh, you know, when I write, uh, I definitely want it to still have the same core that uh, is what people expect from that band. You know, now that you have a record out, you kind of have to have a certain level of consistency. 
so that people aren't like anticipating it and then you you put something out and they're like well what's this this is completely different Mm -hmm. so you know i like to take you know the core of it which is you know simply just fun heavy metal and then put different layers on top of it you know that you know try different things we haven't done before maybe you know Mm -hmm. and that's been really helpful having um like zach the other one of the guitarists uh influence uh writing songs like he has his own approach to it so right away you're getting something fresh you know and uh, different that you haven't heard on the first album there's going to be a few really big epic tracks on this one cool are we going to see a 13 minute rhyme of the ancient mariner style song (laughs) well i wouldn't say 13 minutes but we definitely have one like that that is about seven or eight minutes fun and and what's the recording process been like i mean obviously you've all contributed a little bit in terms of ideas to the to the songs what uh, what's it been like trying to get time or get tracks laid down so that you can build the songs uh collectively i uh i do it all at my home studio and when the other guys they got their ideas they usually come in and we just record here Mm -hmm. um sometimes uh i know fernando has sent me guitar solos you know Mm because you can send like the the dry signal and then i can still take that over here and put our tones and stuff on top of it Mm -hmm. and and right before the pandemic you you welcomed chad into the band as your as your new drummer how's it been having him uh, on board full-time now I mean, we, we had some really fun shows. Uh, it's just, you know, things have been so stagnant now since, you know, there is no music scene at yeah. the moment. Yeah. So we haven't really been jamming or doing too much, mm-hmm. you know, or trying to be responsible and, you know, things are kind of hectic right now. So. Yeah. The governor just yesterday, in fact, increased capacity for some indoor or indoor events. Have you had a chance to talk with any venues or think about as a band, if and when you might want to get back into a live uh, environment? We're always thinking about that. Um, I mean, we're not in a terrible rush. Like the shows that we had planned this year have uh, been canceled and stuff. So mm-hmm. I definitely want to be cautious and take our time and be smart and responsible. Mm-hmm. As much as we want to just jump right back into it, it's yeah. not going to be that simple. But at the same time, you know, gives us time to focus on this record and getting mm-hmm. it done right. It uh, it seems like a lot of people are using this time as an opportunity to create new stuff. Are you are you feeling like it's been an inspiration to to build new music during this time, or has it been just kind of frustration? It's been both. Yeah, um, sure. You know, it's it's it was a long year last year with a roller coaster of emotions and feelings. <clears throat> so sometimes, you know, you're just you just feel so defeated that it's it's hard to to be inspired or motivated. Uh, and then other times, you know, your the that frustration will drive you to express it, mm-hmm. you know, creatively. Mm-hmm. And and you've you've sort of taken you know, shifting gears away from the ageless warrior stuff a little bit. You've you've taken an opportunity with Sentient Machine, uh, which has been a project you've been working on on your own for for some time. 
Um, I'm curious to know how the original idea for Sentient Machine came to be and, and how it's evolved over time. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's like the, my very my my very first like project it's it's my baby you know um mm -hmm. and i just took you know what i love about metal and, and music and you know it's pretty much i, I did what i wanted I, like what i wanted to hear the kind of music i wanted to do mm -hmm. you know and and so as you've released music how do you feel that your like concept of the project has has evolved what's been kind of the the genesis or like the evolution i guess of of the music over time um it's it's hard to say like i mean um the the concept is still there you know it's it's just like a prog metal with a a lot of sci-fi storytelling and stuff like that and it's still that um the we just released that sci-fi ep and that was fun because uh they're just all songs that are tributes to science fiction characters you know mm -hmm. so all the songs are written about familiar characters from you know movies or or tv shows would would you say that uh, the music that you're creating with in sentient machine is is more driven by those themes and story ideas or or more on you know being an outlet for a prog metal uh, sonic experience well the music comes first you know uh, most of the time when I write a song there I'm just writing a song you know uh, the music you know I, the riffs all that stuff uh, I come up with first so you know that's the most important thing you know I always say like with with metal the most important thing is the riff the riff mm -hmm. is king if you don't have the riff that you don't have anything. Um, so once I have this, the instrumental established, then I think, okay, what is the song about? Mm -hmm. And then the themes and the stories come in. Mm -hmm. I think you should put that on a t-shirt. The riff is king. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's big facts. <laughs> so what's the, uh, what's the itch that, that uh, sentient machine scratches for you that ageless warrior uh, doesn't what's different about this for you as a as a project well like i said it's it's progressive metal so mm -hmm. the thing that i really enjoy about progressive metal is how open it is there's very few rules whereas aegis warrior that's more like heavy metal power metal there are, are some strictures and some th you know guidelines you need to follow for it to be true to that genre mm -hmm. whereas prog metal you can kind of do whatever you want as long as it works mm -hmm. you know it, it's so it's more open for exploration and uh, experimentation not that we don't experiment with ages warrior we do all the time mm -hmm. but with prog metal that's like just part of it where mm -hmm. there's not a lot of boundaries and i really like that freedom you know maybe i i want to do something jazzy here you know or mm -hmm. or you know just rock here you know you can blend not just you know metal together but you can blend any kind of genres you want mm -hmm. as, as long as it works and that's really fun you know because i like all kinds of music and it's fun to be able to explore little elements of all those and blend them together yeah 
Well, I want to give people a chance to, to hear some of that, that record. Um, Agent Smith is probably my favorite song on, on the record, uh, Sci-Fi Metal, your EP. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the song uh, before we play it? Agent Smith, uh, <clears throat> that was a fun song to work on. Um, obviously, it's uh, referencing the villain from... Um, the Matrix. the Matrix, right? <laughs> Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. <laughs> but, uh, and if you listen, a lot of the lyrics are actually uh, referencing the scene where he has Morpheus in the chair and he's kind of like interrogating him, but he's, he uses his opportunity to express uh, how he feels about the human race. And I, I always found that monologue to be very fascinating. You know, you're nothing but a plague. <laughs> virus <laughs> you, you do that pretty well <laughs> so uh, you know i'm like i really like that scene so i i that's kind of what the song is um referencing mm-hmm. well let's uh let's drop the needle on it so to speak this is agent smith by sentient machine
we talked a little bit before the song Agent Smith, Micah, about the idea of boundaries and, you know, the ability to play that is sort of the foundation of, of prog metal. And I, I wonder how that helps or hurts you from a songwriting perspective. Does it, does it free you up to do just about whatever you want, or is it more um, helpful to have some boundaries that you can play with? I think the former for me, you know, I, I like, I like the freedom of it. Um, you know, uh, well, Senti Machine started when I was kind of having a rough time and I was unemployed, but it gave me so much time to work on music. I would get up first thing in the morning, work on music until I go to bed. And then every day is the same, you know? And with that, I feel like I really expanded my creativity and that's how the first uh, Sentient Machine album came to be. And it was just fun trying all different kinds of things. Well, what if I do this? What if I do that? Uh, I should go back to this song and, and add a, a completely different like breakdown section at the end, you know? And then mm -hmm. in particular, the la last track of that first album, um, I actually threw away my pick and I said, you're going to write this song with just your fingers. You know, I was challenging myself. Interesting. Uh, you know, just to see what kind of different sounds I could get. Mm -hmm. so for me that's fun you know and, and and it pushes you to learn too you're like well okay I, i've done all this like what else can i do and then you mm -hmm. know you go and study other guitarists or you know maybe watch some videos and be inspired and be like oh yeah you know yeah you uh you talked a little bit about uh, when we were discussing the the new music from ageless warrior you talked a bit about that consistency in from one album to the next and developing that that signature sound what would you say you know given the wide range of sounds that you bring in your prog music with with Cindy and machine what would you say is the connective tissue that runs underneath the skin of all of that music i feel like i've developed my own kind of a writing style um i mean the bands that had inspired this project from the beginning are like between the buried and me and the contortionist stuff mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. and uh you can definitely hear a lot of stuff like that in there uh just kind of mixed about but that's always kind of been the the foundation of like that style of music because i mean i, I really enjoy that kind of stuff it's it's very challenging and uh you know keeps me interested um a lot of signature stuff about that uh is like the element of surprise mm. when a riff comes in that you don't quite expect uh, and, and that can be tricky mm -hmm. because you know you can you know you can do that it's like i'm going to change the song up but that doesn't mean it's going to work you know it right. could be really jarring all of a sudden the mm -hmm. song is different the listener is just kind of put out yeah, it's, it, it's one of those things that I, I recognize really, really quickly every time I hear a sentient machine song is there's a, there's a real strong juxtaposition in various parts of the song. I mean, you'll start with something that's really, you know, almost acoustic style, simple, slow, reflective, and then you just hit it right after that. And it's a really interesting, you know, sort of to put those things side by side. How do you, how do you decide when that works and when it's gone too far? you know uh, writing uh music i feel like it's like uh not to be too corny but like giving birth you know it's like a, it's a living organism mm -hmm. and you have to be what it is mm -hmm. you, you gotta let it be what it is you know you can't force it you gotta kind of let it happen organically which can be challenging because sometimes you'll start writing a song with a 
uh, concept in mind, like, oh, I want it to be like this. And it might not end up like that, but you know, don't force it. Let it. Okay. So it's turning into something else. Let that happen. Mm -hmm. So in that way, you know, you just kind of feeling it when it feels natural, you know, and sometimes uh, that doesn't happen right away. A couple of songs where I have like a couple of surprise bits. Sometimes they weren't originally written with that. I'll record them and I'll listen to the song and eventually I'll keep listening to it and I'll be like, eh, this needs something, you know, uh, it's missing something. And then I'll go back and then I'll, I'll add that later. And then it just adds more, uh, you know, uh, musical, pro- yeah, flavor and musical progression that really, it, it, you know, it's that little seasoning on there that, that elevates the flavor of the whole song, you know? Mm-hmm. It, you've, you've obviously taken some time with each one of your songs that you've created and and on this new EP at least one of the songs has been around for a little while what what made now the right time to to bring these songs together and how did you decide what was going to drop with these three songs uh, <clears throat> these three songs were originally written together um, this album was recorded a couple years ago so that's mm-hmm. when I assume you're talking about Dianoga. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's when that I kind of put that out as just like a kind of a single slash demo, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because I was planning on putting it out then. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, things just didn't work out that way. And uh, now felt like the right time to put it out. Mm-hmm. And you also dropped Do Better as a single in the fall. I'm curious to know what your inspiration was behind that song and how that plays relative to sci-fi metal i mean that song's more of just like a personal song Mm -hmm. um about you know just what how things have been in the last year and how it's affecting you know myself personally um mentally you know uh how, how challenging that has been and the difficulties coming with that so it's something that's more relatable for everybody that's going through these tough times you know, about the, the effects that it has on you. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it, that's a case of me just having to get that out of my system. Like, you know, this is really frustrating me. I need to get it out. You know, all that negative, mm-hmm. all those negative uh, feelings, I need to get them out and use music as a me- creative medium to do so, to kind of purge all that negativity out of my system into mm-hmm. this song. Had, had, do you feel like, outside of do better, which seems like it was kind of a cathartic thing for you. Do you feel like the pandemic and what's been going on over the last year has shaped your uh, idea of what music means to you and about what it, what you want to create? Yeah. um, It definitely gives you uh, food for thought. I mean, uh, an important thing for me about music is that you can, connect with another person you know when i would listen to the music like throughout my whole life you know there are songs that got me through hard times specifically you know and uh, to know that there's someone out there that you know knows what you're going through or you know has been there and they put a song out there and then they put in the message like at the end it's like it's gonna be okay Mm -hmm. you know you can make it through this and uh, you know i i enjoy um stuff like that so you know, it's definitely a reminder that we're all here together and, you know, a reminder that everybody's going through something Mm -hmm. and you always have to keep that in mind. You know, uh, 
you when you interact with people socially, but also musically. Mm-hmm. And you know, thinking back to our conversation about Ageless Warrior for just a second, you know, the the idea of Unifier as an album name you know, it seems to really reflect that. Was that a conscious choice to connect those dots that way? Yes and no. Um, you, the Unifier um, was pretty much written before the pandemic became mm-hmm. a thing. Um, but the concept was still there. I mean, the whole album is about, you know, bringing people together. I was more of like a metaphor for the music scene because it can mm-hmm. get a little divisive at times, mm-hmm. you know, and people can get a little clickish. Maybe you got like your, your gatekeepers and, and this and that. And I think it's really important that we just all support each other. Cause I, I love all kinds of music, you know, and I, you know, we got a great scene with really great talent here and, you know, and, you know, my whole thing is like, we should all support each other, you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's and that was kind of like the, the rough idea, you know, just bringing everybody together. Kind yeah. Of thing. So this, this is definitely a concept that you've had in your mind, beyond you know and and well before the pandemic but it seems as though especially with do better uh there's it's it's really reinforced that vision for you oh big time like uh with unifier like a lot of the songs and the messages therein are even more relevant now than they were when they were written which is crazy how how quickly time can move like that Mm -hmm. but yeah they're definitely uh pertinent lyrics now more than ever yeah. Well, let's uh, let's give people a chance to listen to Do Better. This is your single that came out last fall all about the pandemic. This is Do Better by Sentient Machine.
Mike, I, I really like that song. I think that's a really, uh, it's, the, the message is great. The, the lyrics are fantastic. Um, I really like the, the flow of the song musically. And, and one of the things to me that's particularly interesting is it's probably, of all the songs that I've heard from you, one of the best showcases of your diverse vocal capabilities. You go from a really pristine, clean vocal, and then you've got some just vicious growls that go on in that song at the same time. And I'm curious to know how you decide when and where to use those different vocal skills. Well, uh, like I said, uh, the music comes first, usually when I write, and mm -hmm. uh, it's still the case here uh, with this song. You know, you got like softer passages, uh, obviously sometimes that's not, it's not going to feel natural. Just be screaming over, you know, mm -hmm. when it, when the music's more quiet, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes that can work, but it depends on the song the riff. So, I mean, that plays a lot into it, but also you want to think about the emotional journey, especially in a song like this, you know, it's got to build and then have like a kind of a, an emotional explosion, like, you know, like a climax where mm -hmm. you know, you've had enough and, mm -hmm. you know, then that's definitely when the more aggressive stuff kicks in. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because, uh, you know, in my mind, as I read the lyrics, it, it strikes me that the most frustrated part of the song, the beginning and, you know, the really the first two thirds of the song or so are, are probably expressing the most frustration. And yet at the back end of the song in that final verse where the lyrics finally turn to a more hopeful message, that's when you drop those really vicious growls. And it's, it, to me, that's a really interesting uh, differentiation of sound versus lyric. And I, I'd love to hear you talk about how that contradiction plays out in your head. Well, it's all about um, escalation and building, you know, as a song goes, it needs to be a little bit more, a little bit more intense. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is, you know, you're talking about the frustration and stuff. Well, it's building throughout mm -hmm. the song. Mm -hmm. You know, it's building and building until they finally explode there towards mm -hmm. the end. And then when you finally let all, all that toxicity out of your system, then you can look at yourself and be like, okay, how can I move past this and do better? Mm -hmm. And so I think that it really communicates uh, those ideas. Mm -hmm. The... Uh the question that you know, I, keeps coming back into my mind when, when I listen to, to these songs and do better in particular is really a mechanical one. How do you shift gears in your voice to go from those clean vocals and then drop immediately into some of those growls? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a fair question, but I, I mean, I don't really have a real answer. I mean, I just do it. <laughs> you know, you, you you know, you take a quick breath and you switch it up. Um, yeah, I've been doing it for over a decade, so yeah. like it's just very natural for me to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems it seems like it would be fairly straightforward when you're in the studio to do that, um, and maybe when you're on stage, you know, the emotion and the and the vibe of the of the show gets you through that. But boy, that's I mean, it's such a strong shift in some places life, like life can definitely be more of a challenge because you're moving a lot more and still you're just sitting stationary mm -hmm. you're focused mm -hmm. but live you know there's a lot of stimuli and and you're moving around a lot a lot of energy and so you know maybe 
it's a little bit harder to, you know, breathing so important when it comes to vocals like that, you know, so sometimes you forget to take a breath or, or whatever, or, <laughs> you know, you run around too much and you start getting a little, you know, exhausted, like, oh, I need a break, <laughs> you know, got a little too into it. Uh-huh. And those, those can be factors. <laughs> and, and as you look to the future, I mean, you've just dropped a three, uh, three song, uh, EP for a sentient machine. Uh, is there a possibility that you'll see uh, live shows in your future or is, is sentient machine really a studio project for you? It's, it's something I always wanted to do was bring this to the stage, but I've always had difficulty. Uh, there's been a couple iterations, you know, of this band, but something always happens and it never quite gets there. Mm-hmm. You know, like with the last iteration, our, our drummer moved to Colorado and, our guitarist had a kid and then, you know, he started focusing more on his family life, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, things like that just happen. And um, it's hard, it's hard to get people that can play because sending machine is, is really about pushing boundaries, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like musically it's very challenging, you know, and it's, you know, it sounds cool. You listen to it and you're like, Oh yeah. And so I get a lot of people all the time that's like, oh, I'm interested in playing for this project because they think it's cool. But then mm-hmm. they get into playing and realize how technical it is. Yeah. And it can be really difficult to gather a team of people that are technically proficient enough to, you know, execute these songs. Yeah. And willing to put in the time to make it happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're definitely going to have to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this isn't this isn't like a you know, not to take away from the eighties hair bands, but you know, a little fast and loose with some bluesy riffs and you're okay. But in this kind of a project, you don't have that luxury. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, what about on the ageless warrior side? Um, what, what's, uh, we talked a little bit about the potential for the album. Do you have a, a window for when that might see the light of day? Sometime this year is all I can really say. Okay. There's just so much up in the air and mm-hmm. so much going on. It's really, really hard to nail down something uh, finite, you know. Mm-hmm. And and where do we send people to stay in touch with you and, and all your projects? Where where should we make sure people go? I mean, um, Facebook's always great. Our Facebooks are probably like the most active as far as interaction goes. Uh, and then, you know, for music, you know, just keep an eye on our band camps. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, Micah, it's been really fun catching up with you again. I love the new sentient machine, newish, <laughs> new to the world, let's call it sentient machine yeah. music. And uh, really looking forward to seeing new stuff from Ageless Warrior. Thank you. Mm-hmm.